So welcome to the Launching Academy podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest, Rebecca. The things that you do, they are just amazing. So first, she's a mindset coach. Um, she's a business coach. She's a wealth activation um, coach. So she has all these strategies to make you thrive in your business, starting from your mindset with organic strategies. And um, she's here to give us a lot of insights. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for coming here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited. And I actually forgot to say you're also a single mom of five, five children, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, five, five children. <laughs> I'm so excited to interview you. I mean, you run a business, you have five children. I know you had this, um, you worked in other businesses before. So... Yeah. Must yeah, be. I have lo I have lots of business interests actually, and that's part of kind of my my ethos as a coach. It's all about leveraging what you have. So not only do I have my own businesses, I also invest in others as well. So yeah, so thank you so much for that introduction. So I am Rebecca Barr, uh, aka the Femalepreneur Coach. For anybody that's looking for me online, I work specifically with women in business that are super ambitious, ready to get to the next level of success, whatever that looks like for them. So for some of us, it's money. For some of us, it's time so some of it's more joy um and I think that so I'm a money mindset like say wealth activator and business coach but typically what I would say is I um what makes me different is obviously I started as an entrepreneur so I have a genuine passion for business and for the psychology of sales and consumer trends and that sort of thing um so I don't ever teach one size fits all approach to any of my clients it's all about authentic aligned soul um led uh like marketing strategies so that feel really really good for my clients so that they can can create businesses that are sustainable so I'm all about the long term and the long yes. long-term approach in business I love it I love it so um last time we spoke you were talking a little bit about this alignment the importance of doing that and the importance of bringing your uniqueness to the business do you want to go a little bit in dive Absolutely. yeah I think I think even from a practical sense right now, people, the personal development space is very um, saturated. Audiences can be quite burnt out because a lot of people went through the pandemic. We had a lot of time on our hands. We deep dove into everything that every membership course program, you know, did some mindset work. And then obviously, you know, life moved on. And what I have found in terms of a trend is that the typical cookie cutter, one size fits all, it's only my system or nothing. That doesn't work anymore. It doesn't convert. People are looking for more genuine connections. They're looking for more substance. They're looking for more um, alignment to the people that they're working with. They're becoming more discerning. So I'm finding that actually what is your biggest USP right now will actually get you much further in business. And that's you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all of the parts of you that make you unique, that give you a genuine connection to your work, that is actually going to be your superpower in business. So that's what I love to do is to kind of uncover that with my clients and really, you know, understand what makes them tick. And then how do we amplify that to call in their dream clients? And what would you say to someone that, because um, I, I hear this a lot in GMs or even with my clients, this difficulty of putting out there who they truly are. So yeah, not truly only, are. yeah, so it's maybe it's a fear of judgment. Maybe it's um, thinking that they need to 
model what other people are doing in order to work. I think this is yeah. a huge trap that people go into. They see something and yeah. they're like, I'm just going to copy them. And then they are not. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And I know that success does leave clues. Tony Robbins will tell you that. So I think there's definitely inspiration that can be taken from people that are already where you want to be. Um, as long as you are taking it as inspiration and not a reason to feel bad about yourself. But I think um, when when we are worried about, you know, being our true authentic self and showing up with genuinely what we've got to say and our unique perspective, I think it's a symptom of a limiting belief, but also I'm super spiritual. So as women, um, so my background is in hypnotherapy, timeline techniques, EFT, NLP. So I, you know, I have a really great grounding when I work with clients in terms of like mindset and, but also epigenetics and how ancestrally we can hold trauma and wounds from our family, our lineage, but also as women, we are already predispositioned. Um, kind of sending me off on a rabbit down a rabbit hole now, but I love to speak about this. But as a collective, um, we are already predispositioned to have, you know, we have a greater sense of risk. That's how our brain works. Um, than men. So we are automatically going to come with a whole set of um, inhibitions and limiting beliefs around whether it is safe for us to speak our truth. We also have ancestral wounds. So obviously, you know, if you think about it as women, anybody that's read The Witch's Wound will know that through every point in history, women have been persecuted for speaking their truth. So, and I think there's a lot of comfort in that because when you understand that it's okay. If you then add on societal conditioning of what, you know, is okay for a woman to be, you know, we're, we're here to be mothers, to be quiet, to be good girls, to do what we're told, to not take up very much space. You can understand why, you know, when you're sitting there thinking, oh God, why can't I just be like that person? Why can't I be bold, be brave, be outspoken? You know, you can see why actually it's okay. Your your brain is actually doing what it's supposed to do. It's, it's giving you resistance to that because it's trying to keep you safe. Then you can kind of have compassion towards it. You can have grace towards yourself and understanding that you're not broken. You're not any less than all the other people that seem to have it figured out and fixed. You're just at the start of that journey. And it's, it's a really beautiful place to be because then you can do the work to really step into your power. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And talking about the ancestrals and being a mom and all of that, how how are you juggling everything? What are the tips that you well, can I think the thing for me, first of all, that I really wrestled with as a mom was the mum guilt of needing to work. So what years ago I started my career in corporate. So, and I'm sure that a lot of women actually listening would have done that before because my experience of working with women in business is that a lot of them started in corporate. They took the safe route. They did what their parents told them they should do. They went out, you know, maybe stayed in education, got a career, took the safe path, and then kind of their soul started to kind of like either, you know, expand and tell them that they were meant for more or maybe actually circumstances, which is what happened with me, um, dictated that suddenly that corporate mold where they're working, you know, having to ask people for time off and only getting so much, um, having to work Monday to Friday, no flexibility around their hours actually didn't work for them anymore. And that's basically what happened for me. So I started in corporate. Um, my main child get, 
caregiver at the time was my mum. So I was a single parent even then with three children at the time, um, all very young, none of them at school yet. Um, She looked after them at home for me. And then I went to drop the kids off one day and she actually had a stroke. So she, it was very instant, very sudden, you know, completely outside of my control. And obviously when I went to my boss, they were like, well, it's not our problem. You know, this was back in the day before COVID where flexible working, home working just wasn't an option. So obviously for me, um, I then had to go all in on my business. It was something that I'd kind of, you know, had been stirring within me, feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm getting to a certain age you know, I'm sure that there must be more to life. You know, I don't want to have to keep feeling bad, asking people for time off with my kids. So I'd already started to like venture into side hustles and businesses, but not really fully committing. And when the universe said, you know, we've got something better for you and literally took away all of my safety nets, I had to throw myself into it. So, but that for me as a mother felt really risky and I really had to deal with a lot of guilt about am I being irresponsible am I like harming my children because um as much as I thought I was going to get loads of time freedom I actually didn't I actually ended up working twice as hard you know weekends evenings to get my business off the ground and then I then that was like a whole nother layer of guilt um and then it's just with every new level of success becomes a new devil but practically now and I think I probably spent the first five years of business running my business like it was a full-time job so I was very much you know at the mercy of any clients that walked through the door I took every offer that came my way um I was you know in a business that still had a business model that just did not work for me at home was very much prescribed to the hustle and grind mentality and had a lot of issues around deserving and worthy Uh, being worthy of wealth so I was unintentionally making my business harder than it needed to be I didn't feel like I could say no I felt like I had to be grateful um, and it just didn't work for me so I had a bit of a meltdown actually um, where it was just I had another two children come into the mix as well Um, I had a relationship that broke down and I just thought enough like I think every business owner like they always say the breakdown before the breakthrough has to get to a point where they literally say like fuck this shit (laughs) like literally everybody needs that moment before they truly step into their power so anybody is feeling like that right now like they are completely overwhelmed and running around in circles like it's okay know that something really great is coming for you and that's what happened for me so it I had that moment where I just thought if this is life this is not for me like this is just not how I wanted it to be and not why I left corporate so I really um, used that process of growth to start putting in boundaries in my business so I don't work evenings I don't work weekends I'm available for school holidays I don't work with certain clients that I think are going to drain me energetically I only work with businesses that I'm really genuinely excited that add fuel to me um because and I think that's really important as well so it's about knowing um, human design is something that I'm really passionately about I'm a manifesto generator so I recharge my own battery by working with people that I'm really excited about so it doesn't even feel like work so actually getting on calls like this I'm gonna leave now really high vibe for the rest of the day so it doesn't even feel like work and that's what I encourage my clients to do is to be really true to yourself what do you want to do And half the time when I start working with people, they're like, well, I want to do this, this and this. 
but they actually don't they're just doing what they think they should be doing because that's what everybody else is doing and I'm like well it becomes a detractor then rather than something that's actually going to enhance your life you start to sabotage your success because you don't want that so the same story like launches and evergreens some people they're like okay so I'm gonna do launch and then I'm like I I feel that launch is not just not the right strategy for them because they are an introvert because they don't like to be around so many people they try push 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 and then suddenly they change the strategy and starts to flow again absolutely yeah and that's the thing as you mentioned earlier like what is the how do people start stepping into that well even if you don't want to do it for yourself you're actually leaving money on the table right now by being inauthentic Finding will people not be you know they will feel that at an unconscious level that you're not showing up with your best energy but equally like that's the difference isn't it when you are just absolutely obsessed with what you're doing you've got a business that you just absolutely love to wake up to in the morning that is infectious and that will lead to more inspired actions better energy behind what you're doing and you will get more conversions and Rebecca like how did you feel or how and also how did you overcome these feelings when you said enough yeah how did I go through that process I I mean when I said enough it was exciting but it was also scary so what happened and what motivated you internally to say yeah I had enough and I'm gonna take action towards that decision so it's kind of gives me chills actually (laughs) thinking about it so basically I had my one of my businesses at the time coaching for me was an addition because it's just something I fell very naturally into so this was probably like four years ago now so my son just had his fourth birthday so that's why it's like oh it's giving me chills because what happened was I had a physical in-person business which was a barbershop actually super lucrative really really great but it had just become such a drain on me mentally because I'd realized that I am not a person that can work seven days a week and be on all the time and I'd had a really difficult pregnancy and I just felt like there's something's coming like I started to get more and more resistance to my business I started resenting my staff I didn't want to turn up and it got to the point where my moment was I had the baby and I was sitting in the hospital and my business partner was my ex-partner at the time and he was hassling me to get discharged because he needed me to go into the shop to go and deal with the situation with my staff so he's actually like can't you phone the doctors? Can't you like, can't you get them? We need you at the shop. Like you've got to hurry up. I'm like, I literally just had a baby eight hours ago. And this is the amount of pressure that I am living under right now to get back to work. And I just literally sat there with the baby and it literally makes me emotional now because I haven't really shared this story, but because I was embarrassed that this is how my business has consumed my life. And I, Um, I'm not in control of anything. I'm not empowered in any way in my own business. It's almost become like another job that I can't leave behind. And I had the baby, uh, obviously left, went to the, um, I just remember crying with him on the bed thinking, what the hell have I brought you into? Like, this is another baby that I'm not going to get any time with. And I'm not going to, you know, what am I showing him? And obviously, you know, not in a great relationship, but this is kind of the pressure that my partner's putting on me. And I just kind of made that mental like promise to him that enough like this is not happening I'm not doing this again with another child that I have to leave behind and I really like just I I went to work did the thing that I needed to do and then I said to my partner this is it like I'm leaving and I have to like start withdrawing from the business this is just not me or I won't be here and that was that was the level that it got to 
for my children like I can't carry on like this nor do I want to nor is this living so that for me admittedly like I didn't have the luxury of being able to remove myself from the situation really you know take time and do a deep dive because every day like the business is still going every day my kids still need me so it was definitely a slower process than it needed to be but mentally I started disentangling myself from all of my commitments I started putting boundaries in place and really doing the work as to how did I get here where I felt so undeserving and so unworthy that I have allowed people to essentially bully me into a corner and this has become my life (laughs) so it was it was definitely dark there was definitely a period of darkness going through that like dark night of my soul as to how I'd got to where I had but through that became something so beautiful so I'm so grateful for that time Wow. And by the time I got to my next baby, I hardly worked at all. <laughs> now I'm like a lady of leisure. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm vibrating here with your story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for asking me that question, Manuela, because I have to say no one's ever asked me that. And I've never really thought about it. I think it was like a trauma that I kind of locked away in a box. And um, that's the beauty of like being around like incredible women like yourself. Like every day is a new realization. It's a new level of awareness and awakening. So I'm really grateful for that because I'm going to be pondering on that later. And like, yeah, that's that's probably the time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, it's, it's interesting because you are a mom. I'm a mom. And when you were describing that, you know, situation with your baby, I was there with you and I was feeling that and, and saying, yeah, I, every time that I'm going to give, I'm going to say this is enough. I know that my children are, are involved somehow. I know that I'm thinking about them and it's, I feel that um, having a business, benefiting other people, not giving up on yourself, not giving up on your business, being in that line is something so much bigger than we think it is. It's Lately. Yeah, I really think I, I say, and I don't mean to say this lightly, but I genuinely think that I know we're not quite the same age or a bit younger than me, but I feel like we are the generation right now, our collective, like all of the women in their 30s, 40s, you know, starting to live life on their own terms. We are the generation that gets to change the game for our daughters. Like, and literally, I don't take that lightly. My daughters will never have to do what I've had to do to get to where I've got to in life. Like, even in my corporate jobs, the shit that I put up with, you know, like the sexism, the lewd comments, the um, like just continually being kept down the glass ceiling. And um, they will never know that because they have got already, um, my daughters are a little bit older now, probably than yours, but I've got one that is just about to be 12. I've got one that's nine and the sass, the confidence, like just the self-awareness. Yes, I never had at this age. It's so exciting to me. <laughs> I know. Like, I remember um, when I was younger, I wasn't comfortable with my body. I didn't like myself, even like super young. And my children, they go in front of the mirror and they are like, you are so beautiful. Like, yes. you know, I love you. And they are, and they go, they do things. They Jesus is, uh, wants to open her shop of lemonade. And, yes. And yeah. it's like, it's such a, a gift that we are giving yeah. to them just by allowing ourselves to be true to ourselves. Absolutely. And the most important thing on that, though, that I always like to say is that monkey see, monkey do. So if, so essentially children don't learn by being told. So this work really has to start with us, because as much as I can tell my daughters every day, you're so beautiful, you're amazing, you can have anything. If I am not emulating that and I am not physically, you know, embodying that and showing them that they won't 
they won't be able to take the learnings. They really, it really won't make any difference. And we all know as parents, you can tell your kids a hundred things, like a hundred times a day, and they are not listening, but they are always watching. And from an NLP perspective, obviously as a, as a mindset coach, I, I understand that because children learn, um, through observation so their brain when they come into this world they're a sponge up to the age of seven they are in a rapid period of learning because they need to know how to survive in this world so their survival instincts are massive they are looking at how can I fit in with my tribe how can I be like emulating the behaviors of my parents and my main caregivers because that represents connection and it represents safety so I've got clients as well that are like, oh, I'm really starting to worry because I can see my teenage daughters coming up behind me and they're very insecure and they're, you know, on social media. And I'm like, but how are you talking to yourself at home? They're like, oh, well, I've always had issues with my way and da, 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 da. And I'm like, because social media, actually, we can blame social media as much as we want, but it actually starts with our parents. They like to our children, we are the center of everything to them. And don't underestimate the value that you have as a parent to your daughters and your children. So yes, social media will be impacting them as they get older, but it's all about their younger years. You are the center of their universe right now. So if you are not speaking to yourself kindly, if you are not setting boundaries and you know going after your own dreams they will not do it either and that's the sad thing we have to be the change that we want to see exactly exactly and Rebecca can you share with us like in your current business um, one challenge that you can remember that you faced it could be recently it could be in the beginning and how did you overcome that I think there's challenges all the time um, because things are constantly moving, like the collective is changing, um, you know, trends, app, you know, apps, like things are always moving in business. That's a reality. It's a given. It's part of the journey. Things And as a business owner, the greatest thing that you can do is take out your ego as it comes to business and make it about you. So that's that's the greatest lesson that I've had to learn as I've moved into like more spiritual practices and really started embodying that CEO for myself is to remove my ego from any situation. So if there is and approach my business with a sense of curiosity. So yeah. rather than thinking, what am I doing wrong? It's like, OK, there's something here that needs to be fixed, maybe a piece of the puzzle that's missing, maybe like a tweak to my strategy. But everything I do, like doing business, it's almost like a mad scientist. I'm like, what do I need to do different right now? to make this work better is it the offer is it messaging is it me is it like as in my energy um is it like the price point like I'm always just looking at it at a sense of curiosity but I've definitely had launches that haven't worked out that I thought will be amazing and then when I've gone back I'm like "Mm, yeah yeah that's I I see that like I wear that with a badge of honor because that means that's you earning your stripes as an entrepreneur. Like, you know, if you look at all of the greats, like Richard Branson, Simon Cowell, like they have had astronomical failures. And I'm just reading actually um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad at the moment. And he mentions about like the difference in mindset between winners and losers, essentially. And the winners are the ones that don't make their losses about them at all. It's just something that, you know, they they really ride the coattail of that because they know that the next thing is going to be a win because they're going to take lessons learnings and they're gonna ascend and evolve and come back better than ever so I I celebrate it I celebrate all of my failures so I'm like okay 
That's the universe telling me I'm on the wrong track. What do I need to do now differently that's going to give me a better conversion? Yeah. And uh, two things I want to point out in here. The first one is I recently uh, watched uh, Ted talking in my psychology degree. And yeah. this woman was saying, change the why for the what. And I noticed yeah. in your communication right now how much you say what what can I do different what can I do what can I do in this area what can I do in that area and it's interesting that it's not the why because if you when you have a problem and you're like why this is happening to me why one more time why 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 you're like in this spiral going down and when you when you ask the what you're like open opening yourself to ideas and possibilities so it was interesting to hear you saying that. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I can absolutely understand how that works because when you have a limiter, your brain will never make you a liar. Your subconscious brain will never make you a liar. So in, whenever you have those questions, especially when you have limiting beliefs, like you say, if it's like, like, but there's connection in that. So that's why people always love to moan about petrol prices, the economy, COVID, because there's there's connection in that. If you moan about it, I'll moan about it too. We're now connected. Um, so it's understanding that sometimes there's a secondary gain in having a limiting belief and being stuck because then we don't have to take full ownership then we don't have to face judgment if we actually you know move past it and get outside of it but equally your brain when you say like oh my god why does this keep happening to me all your brain is going to do is look is like mentally like run through yeah you're right because this time it happened this time it happened this time it happened and it's just going to continue to reinforce that belief that yeah you're right you're right you're rubbish this one time this happened and da, 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 da. if instead like you say you open your brain up to creative possibilities and you remove it yourself from that equation so it's not about you it's just about you know what what needs to change then literally that's where you just uh, evoke a whole different thought response like different solutions are available to you exactly. when the magic happens exactly and I think you pointed out so many interesting interesting things here which again if you ask the watch you are removing your ego from the situation yeah. it's the why it's like I'm gonna hold on to this why and because it's safe I know it but when you ask watch you are opening yourself and your ego has to be a little bit more silence so you can go and explore what you can do differently and if you're so attached yeah. to I'm, do I'm going this way and I cannot do anything differently. It will be hard to change and do something else that will potentially work on your yeah. business, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think we all have like the potential of like a million pound business in each of us, particularly women, because we're so in tune to our intuition. That's our superpower. But you have to open yourself up to receive those downloads. Um, so, and, and that only comes from, asking those questions like what do I need to do differently what do I need to know right now what do I need to focus on and when you ask yourself those questions an answer will come back if you're listening like you always know the right answer but you've just got to open yourself up to receive it and typically that's when something so unique so different so innovative so exciting will come up that will be the thing for your business that really quantum leaps your success because no one else has thought about it. Like no one else has brought that to the industry or the table or the market. Um, and equally, you'll be so aligned to whatever it is, even if it isn't something brand new, because it's come from you, from your soul, you'll be so aligned to it that people will just be drawn to that energy. It'll be infectious. Yes. And I, and I tell people, I show them, for example, experts, big experts that we work in here. And I'm like, 
I want you to see what's in common with them. They all speak their truth. They all have a strong community. They all position themselves. That's what people want. People look at us when we are producing a content, when we are selling something, they look at us and they think, this person is giving me space to express something. So if you're working with relationship, they are like, this person is giving me space to work on my relationship. But if you're not giving you space to yourself and being true to yourself and alignment with yourself, you're not giving space. So then the connection doesn't work. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people just completely bypass this deep dive mindset work in business because they think that strategy will get them there. But the reality is people respond to authority at an unconscious level. They respond to energy. They respond to authority. We're always looking for like the designated adult in the room. <laughs> I, even now, even with children, I'm always like, there must be someone more responsible than me in this room. <laughs> um, I'm the only adult here. Um, because that represents safety to our unconscious yeah. mind. So we will naturally be drawn to people that are super sure of themselves and so in their power and really owning their space and really confident in their results. And that comes from doing the deep dive work. So if you are somebody right now who's like, I don't have time to do this or, you know, oh, it's not for me. Like you will absolutely be leaving money on the table if you don't. Like any strategy in the world is not going to convert for somebody who cannot sell with conviction and confidence. So yeah. you have to do it. It's a non-negotiable as a business owner. Yes, totally. I totally agree. And if you could say, give five tips to someone that are to someone that is trying to scale their business to multiple six and seven figures, what would you say to them? Um, I'm all about the path to least resistance. So whatever feels good to you right now, do more of that. So typically when I work with clients, they're like, I'll say, what's worked for you previously? And they're like, oh, but this, this and this. But to get to the next level, I've obviously need like a fresh strategy and sometimes you don't so I'm so I would say whatever feels good i.e like if video is your thing do more video add that into your nurture sequences and your lead magnets if you like to write blog posts email marketing like build your email list so it's finding what works for you and then finding ways to leverage that so you're only ever staying in your happy place in business you absolutely have to work on your money mindset because with every new level of income comes a new sabotaging behavior and and thought patterns. So you absolutely have to work on that. I'm all about um, collaboration. So building your business in the most joyful way for me. And the quickest and smartest way is around collaborations um, and having a community of people and network. Uh, what else would I say? Um, I, I think it's probably really those things. It's about doing what you really love and doing more of that, finding ways to leverage it, working on your money mindset and building your business through collaborations, I think is just the funnest way to do it um, but certainly just you know being really sure of who it is that you are and what you bring to the table and owning that and mm -hmm. not feeling the need to reinvent the wheel to add a hundred different products and services to your business or be like anybody else because that is the quickest way to like dissipate the energy from your business and it's all about energy for me yeah <laughs> totally I love that and I'm gonna leave one one last question to someone that might be um, listening to us. From this podcast, I invite you to write down one action that you're going to implement because we all listen to so many things during the day. Yeah. But writing down what we're going to implement from what we heard in here yeah. will help you a lot. So, Absolutely. Rebecca, where can people find you? 
Oh, well, if they follow me on Instagram, so the Femalepreneur Coach, I've actually got a really great free resource that is a wealth activation system. So it's basically three hypnosises to use throughout the day to really unlock that next level of income for your business. Like I said, money is energy as much as everything else. And if you have any beliefs or like uh, energetic blocks around receiving more wealth, Whatever you do, it is not going to convert to more money. So that is um, a really great series of hypnosis audios that are going to help you to reprogram your beliefs around money, let you know that it's safe to receive, to keep you in a really high vibrational state, to attract more wealth. I would really love them to come and download that because that's something I use with my even my high ticket clients that are moving from those six figures to seven they still do that work with me. It's this, exactly the same hypnosis audios that you will be listening to as well. I love it. Uh, do you think we can put in the, um, in the show notes? Description? Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you. Oh, great. Thank you so much for coming. I learned so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode.